This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. A very happy Monday. This is Free to Leave. In just a moment, it's open for business. Uh, we've got a very happy t- topic uh, at noon on yeah. Enterprise Biz Bites. Remember, it was, what, two weeks ago we were speaking about Kim Kardashian and the Kim Ono and mm-hmm. all of that marketing gaffe and whether or not it was um, a marketing piece of genius or whether it was just terribly done. So uh, she's not the only one who can make mistakes, of course, and we are asking a question today about uh, whether or not a bad advertisement could stop you from supporting your favourite brand. And we're looking at stuff like whether it's insensitive, it's not politically correct. This is off the back of a very well-known clothing company uh, sent a whole bunch of free diet bars in shipments to customers who ordered from the Plus Size Collection. Of course, there's been some backlash against that, uh, and so we thought we'd ask that question. Would it turn you off from your favourite brand if they did something like this? Let us know via WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Get us on Twitter or Instagram, we're at BFM Radio. That's all coming up on Biz Bites at noon today. Which kind of ties in very nicely with our topic, which is about respect. Now, respect is something that many people find interesting for several reasons. Many people talk about it, but do they really practice it? Or do they have strong boundaries that ensure that they receive it from those around them. So last month, uh, we started a conversation about respect with Sheila Singham, founder and principal consultant in Human Equation, and it generated a lot of interesting feedback, as usual, last Monday of the month. And she's back to continue the conversation with more case studies on respect, how we can give it and get it. So if you've got any questions, uh, I know we got a lot last month, you can always send them over, 018-789-8899, of scenarios or case studies that you, or, or a personal situation that you'd like addressed. And if you want to remain anonymous, just say anonymous and, you know, we won't mention your name. Uh, so welcome back, Sheila. Um, a very good reminder how the month has gone by when I see your face. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about our first case study, right? Um, so this is a case here. I have a senior manager has no respect for the word confidentiality. He's constantly telling them off in public in the open concept office. At times, he also uses profanity. He doesn't do this in a nasty way, but he uses sarcasm and makes it all sound light and humorous. It does make people laugh, but it's not very funny for the person on the receiving end and it can be demoralizing and humiliating for everyone to know what they've done wrong. I'm one level below him. How can I approach him about this? Well, you need to approach it sensitively, but and if you have been on the receiving end, you could use your own personal feelings and reactions to talk to him about it. And you could also use your observations of how other people are reacting um, to go back and give him feedback. So it's just very simple. Giving feedback doesn't have to be a scary thing. Of course, there are a lot of people who are, are very sensitive out there. And there's another case study which kind of deals with the backlash that someone got from giving feedback, although it was elicited. So what you could do is go up to him. Maybe I I sometimes believe things like this are best not done in a formal situation where you go into his office, sit behind a desk and say, can I give you feedback? Then it becomes a bit official and people tend Mm. to get very sort of defensive when that happens. What I would do is say, um, you know, ask this, this manager, look, can we go and have a cup of coffee? Mm. You know, at tea break, or you know, would you like to go and have lunch with me? And then build rapport first, mm. you know, sort of with things and casual talk, and then just go, you know, hey, you know, um, you're really hilarious, you know. Sometimes at meetings and all that, the way you tell people off, it's funny and it's very hilarious. But you know, there is a barb there, 
and it, it's very sharp and it, it, it hurts people. It mm. can be very hurtful. And, you know, the other day when you said this to me and, yeah, I, I know I laughed as well, but, you know, I went back and I was just so upset the whole day. And I really don't mind the feedback. We, many of us do not because we see feedback as a means to improve. But we were wondering whether you could, first of all, give it to us in private, you know, mm. because... Um, you, you tell people off in public, it's very humiliating. Right. And then, of course, when our subordinates hear you telling us off, it causes them to lose respect and and um, sort of confidence in our ability to lead as well. So, yes, you, you're a great manager in many ways. You're so competent. We want to learn from that. Mm. So we would appreciate you telling us the feedback, but, mm. but kind of do it in private. And then even in private, if you're going to be uh, sarcastic and tell a few jokes, it's a little easier to swallow than doing that in public um, because then we become the butt of everyone's jokes mm-hmm. and that, that's not easy to live with in, you know, in an office environment where we're constantly working with people and then they will look at us in a different light because, you know, we were the butt of their jokes. Uh, but having said that, we would really, really, it would really go down well if you, you gave it to us packaged in a lot of sincerity and wanting to see us improve um, and not just part of your stand-up comedy routine, right, you know. Right. And, yeah. I, and I guess sometimes, uh, like a lot of people, they're not even aware. Yeah. Or if they're, uh, and, not, and they may take it in a bad way, but I think something needs to be said, yeah. right? You know, some people just, you know, they, they find that that's kind of, you know, they love being, you know, look at me. And when, when you try to make these sarcastic remarks, it's like really like, you know, look at how funny I am. Yeah, you become the centre of attention. Mm. It's one of the reasons why people do it. Now, as long as people keep, you know, making these jokes at other people's expense, and everybody is just laughing, mm. um, yeah, then, you know, it's just going to go on because they're getting that atten- attention. It's what you call, the, they're getting a positive kind of outcome from that. So sometimes I, I for one, if someone's making uh, sort of remarks at the expense of someone else and, and, you know, even if it's sort of a joke but it's going to be offensive to someone or hurt someone, I just don't laugh. Hmm, and right. you know, so if you have a room full of people who just go silent and don't laugh, then the person knows the joke falls flat and didn't go down well, right. and they stop doing it. So we, as the listeners, also need to be sensitive to the person who's on the receiving end of all these, um, you know, jokes and hmm. at the expense of the person, and and just refuse to laugh or refuse to to respond. Participate, yeah. right? Okay. So if again, that's that's a very interesting, and we've had people like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we want to, you know, and in the the right way is politeness to get back because, like, the in the the reptilian part of me would say, you know, I'll rebut that with yeah. with with another joke kind of thing, but it's yeah. not that's not the way to go. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another case study. What do you do when a client hires you as a consultant to make a change but does not want to take advice? <laughs> I hear this all the time. <laughs> I'm the consultant for an organization that hired me oh. to assist in the culture change, and I gave them a proposal outlining a holistic approach, which they signed off on. However, halfway through, they did turn around and told me they did not want to proceed with some activities because the senior management team did not think they were necessary to the culture change. This was after focus group findings that pointed to them as the source of the culture issues. In addition, these same senior managers have begun to question my ability, which I feel is disrespectful. What should I do? Well... There's three options in a in any scenario. You fight, you flee, or you freeze. So I would advocate having a chat with the head of the senior management team mm. 
and to just go and find out what's happening here. I, when you hired me, and I gave you the proposal and, and the whole approach, you agreed with it, you were okay with it, you were gung-ho about it. What has changed? Right. You signed off on it. So there, there's an obligation. For you to sort of go back on that, um, to, to say if I, after agreeing to everything, to say, no, actually, well, I changed my mind, I don't agree on it. It's actually a mark of, uh, and not give a reason for mm. it, it's actually a mark of um, disrespect. Right. They're disrespecting your judgment uh, in, in this entire situation. So you, the first, the first um, option I would say is to call them out on it and ask what's happening. Hmm. Uh, why were you so gung-ho about it and at the end you can't handle it? You're changing right. things around now. Because at the end of the day, if you have given me the, the mandate to go out there and find out what's happening and what the people are interested in and not interested in and all that, uh, or what they want from the culture, then you have given me the mandate to do that and I've presented the, the findings of the people. Mm. If you Are you really interested in the culture change, in the people in your organisation, in making it happen, in, in honouring their feedback, which, you know, they, they gave at what they perceived to be great risk at themselves. You know, in an organisation, very few people are very happy to come and give you open feedback, right. all right, because they're so afraid of the repercussions. So as a consultant, you probably have to uh, sort of assure them that, you know, no one, you're not going to say who said what and stuff like that. Hmm. So um, when these people have come and poured their heart out and they really want to see a change and they do it because they want to change their organisation and you don't want to make the change, then are you there? because of your own personal interest? Is it an agenda that you are fulfilling a political, so-called political agenda and wanting to keep your seat in the organisation? Are you really interested in the progress of the organisation? Right. So as a consultant, I mean, I feel that, you know, this this consultant, you really have nothing to lose hmm. because, you know, they've, because at the end of the day, you have more to gain to, to call them out and find out what's actually happening. Right. Happening. So maybe you can go back to the drawing board and say, okay, so you're not happy about that. What is the reason? Maybe to influence them and carry on, scale down what are some of the activities you've done. But on the other hand, if you don't, what could happen is, as the consultant, you've give them a, given them a prescribed approach. And then they, if they don't want to take it in its entirety and after agreeing and they want to go and do something else, it could jeopardize the whole project. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. You know, because I mean, it's like at the risk of losing the client. And, and I know, you know, you're in that situation where you really would like to be able to say, you know, if you're, you're not willing to go on this journey with me, I'd like to say no and stop where the project halfway or yeah. something like that. But at the same time, it's also your source of income. I agree with you, that, uh, Frida. So what you need to do now is to you need to weigh the options. Is the source of income more... Uh, important to you, or is your integrity more mm. okay? So, what could uh, more important? Because, I mean, I have no, I have no qualms about what decision I would make. I would have that conversation, and still a demon, and they don't want to sort of take my recommendation. I'll say, okay, I'm, I'm buying, bowing out. Why? Mm. Because if you, if they do what they want and don't take your recommendations, and that culture change for which you were hired doesn't happen, mm. they're gonna turn around and blame you, right? And say we hired this consultant, and you know this consultant didn't do anything, and in the, at the end of the day, we never saw the culture change, we never saw the changes we wanted, and we just paid him, him good money, and you know nothing happened. Mm. They're gonna blame you. 
Right. And your reputation is going to suffer as a result. So if I were in that situation, for me, my reputation, my integrity is of the utmost importance. And 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 I was and and all of that that I've done all over the years have confirmed it because a couple of weeks ago I went for a program and I met a lady. And she came up to me and she said, I've been wanting to meet you. I said, oh, really? I, 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 who, who are you again? Mm. And she told me and she said, well, you know, I sent some of my students to you, mm. um, my coaching clients to you and for, a, for your program. And they came back and had very good reports of you. And the one impression I'm getting from you is that you operate with the utmost integrity. Mm. And I said, okay, I rest my case because that's very important in business. You know, today when everyone's doing all kinds of things to get in business, um, people don't understand or some people don't value the value, integrity and trust. Some people say, oh, you can't do business with trust and in- integrity and I beg to differ. Right. And I think you can, but sometimes you need to sacrifice the business to maintain integrity and trust. But that goes a longer way, Frida, yeah. than the money. All right. Uh, we're going to go through uh, other case studies after this. It's about respect. Um, I'm here with Sheila Sinkham from Human Equation. Uh, you can send us your uh, questions to 018-789-8899. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Bias Free Media. BFM 89.9. The business station. Yes, busy finding meaning, finding respect. Uh, our conversation discussion today, I'm going through some case studies here with uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation, Frida Liu here. Um, we've gone through some case studies of, of situations where, you know, the, the, the question with respect, how do you address it? How do you do it respectfully and come out of it respectfully for yourself? Um, we've gone through two. We're going to go through the third case study. If you've got any questions as well, you can always uh, uh, WhatsApp us, 018 Double nine. Uh, this is the third one. I have a prospective client who, for the past two years, has been requesting proposals for me. I must have sent about 10 proposals for different projects, and yet they remain a prospective client because they've not given me any business. I'm beginning to think they're just using my proposals as one of the three quotes they need for their tender process or maybe giving someone else to implement. They did not even revert to tell me why I did not get the job. I'm feeling used and disrespected. Do you think I should confront them or just stop sending them proposals? I would have stopped at three. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you know, but then, you know, sometimes in business, you you, you send out 10 proposals, you might get maybe one or two, um, you know, of them to, to you get you can close on one or two of them. So I suppose from that perspective, this person's just been sending it out, trusting the client. We all go on. We all always operate on the basis of trusting yes. people. You know, uh, and and as consultants, it's better to veer on the side of trusting your prospective client than being suspicious. Because mm. you know, I've always talked about this before, Frida, you and I about mm. perception is projection. What you perceive in your head is what you project. So if you perceive that because uh, client is a bit suspicious. I don't know and that's probably what you're going to attract hmm. but if you go in, in integrity and sincerity and you know trust and, and send out the proposal thinking well the client's going to honour me then that's more likely to happen but in this case I would say that this person should actually confront the client yeah just send, send an uh, it, email it, you see when, when, when if this is a situation for me and I've said say three right I would actually even with the first one find out why is it because I'm not qualified. The topic is not, you know, it's not appropriate. The cost, you know, I just want to find out like what is the reason I didn't get it, you know, and it, it's just like, oh, okay, the costs are high. Am I willing to move on my, my cost? 
no, I'm not. Fine. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so, and then, so if the next proposal comes about, I said, look, my, st- my rates are still going to be like this. Do we want to proceed? No, if you don't proceed, then no point. Yeah. For me, so I mean, I, I'm doing this more from a self-discovery, not being obnoxious, but just like, w- what was the reason I didn't get For it? For towards self-improvement, it's towards self-improvement, mm. right? So maybe like you know, like certain things people ask me to do, and I'm like, it's not really my skill. I can do it, but it's not really want to spend time and energy on. There may be some money in it, but like I know why. Do I even want to put? You know, do I want to even spend time mm. writing a proposal? It's yeah. true, it's yeah. true. So what I would do is just maybe write to the client and call them or seek mm. a meeting and say, hey, I send you lots of proposals and you keep asking for more proposals. But it's 10 is a bit much. Yeah, they've all fallen, you know, yeah. they've all come into fallen flat and I just want to know what is the reason that you've not accepted any of my proposals. Mm. As you just well put just now, or mm. we offer them all these reasons and say, I would like to know because I want to improve. If it's always been a pricing, mm. and then talk to me. Right. We can look at a package deal or something like that. I'm not going to cut my fee by 50% maybe, right. but if you want to cut by 50%, also that's your choice. Like, you know, if business mm. is bad and you want to do that, that's fine. But I always say that giving someone a discount of 10%, maximum maybe 20% is feasible. But you cut to 50% is, why did you give that price in the first place? So I would, Endeavor to talk to the client first hmm. and then ask for their feedback. So every time you send a proposal, give them a time frame. If they don't revert, may I know why this proposal was not accepted? I, I don't, I'm not being confrontational, yeah. but I, I just want to know yeah. and improve so that I can tailor my proposals to meet your expectations better, you know? But if the client doesn't want to respond, then uh, you stop sending. Why mm. are you wasting time, mm. you know, putting in so much of effort into sending a proposal? Because that might well be the case. I know of companies that have done that. Just continuously need three proposals. So, yeah. you know, and then they, they already made up yeah, their mind. mind. They want anyway, to pay the yeah. cheapest one, but they ask for yours, knowing that yours is not going to meet requirements. That's operating out of the integrity and right. is very, very disrespectful to consultants. Mm. And the other thing is uh, also... Um, they they they're just being. They want to take your proposal because they know you're good, and then they they take your proposal. They look at it and say, "Well, quite good, but I give it to the cheaper consultant. You can do or not. Mm. You follow like this, and then you do la at a cheaper price. I give to you." So well, if people want to operate without integrity like that, like that, let them la. I mean, you just stand confident in your value. And the value of what you're doing, your pricing and everything else. Right. And really, the question I ask myself at the end of the day, because um, I'm sure many people out there would hold integrity as being an important value in business. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say I'm sure because there are a lot of people who don't. Yeah. But I personally, from a personal perspective, would say that I put integrity above all. And if a client wants to do all this uh, snaking around behind my back and doing all this... Um, sort of dishonest kind of thing, mm. would I want to work with yeah, them? Yeah, exactly, mm. right? Mm. And, and it's like I said, you know, when, when I come from asking as well, because if it's not worth it, it's time wasted. Yeah. And to me, that's so important, right? I don't want to churn out something and you say it's not right and I'm like, two, three, like, really, I, I, I've got better things to do with my yeah. time, right? So it's just mutual respect, right? And uh, you've got to learn to respect yourself, I guess. 
It's true. I mean, yeah. that's why some advertising companies they 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 charge for the pitch even mm. because you know there's so much work put into it mm-hmm. um, to you know prepare things, artwork, and sometimes simulated you know scenarios and 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 premises and all that. So how can you do all that and then you're not even assured of being considered? You know? Exactly. Mm. Uh, here's another case study. I have a group of close friends at work whom I've known for a long, long time. We've seen one another through some hard times. We're all very transparent with each other and done some crazy things in our time. Lately though I've noticed that one of them he's a real diva has been making me the butt of his jokes and when we meet up with newer friends I've been regaling them have been regaling them with stories of my youthful antics like falling off a bar stool when I was drunk or the strange fashion sense I used to have it's become tiring and embarrassing and I always feel disrespectful when he does that what should I do? I'm wondering why you have allowed him to carry on doing yes. that for so long and still going out and partying with him. Seriously, if people disrespect you by continuously making you the butt of their jokes, you got to ask yourself whether this fella has really got any intelligence to mm-hmm. be able to have a conversation that's original. Mm. So, I mean, I think that um, if people are going to drink and tell, mm. uh, I wouldn't be going out with them anymore. You know what I mean or not? Right? Yeah. Not somewhat, not many years down the line. It, it goes back to the first case study we had today. People Mm. do all these things for the sake of attention because they're getting the laughs. So what I would do is, again, have another outing with this friend one-to-one and say I'm very uncomfortable with what you're doing. I mean, I don't mind if it's once in a while you make a joke about me and I make a a joke about you, but every party I've got to become, I've got to be the the, the fodder for your stand-up comedy, then it's not nice. And some more, if I'm inviting you to my house and it's my function and then Mm. I've got new friends that you have never met and Mm. I've just got to know them and you, you're talking about all of this I mean what's in the past is what we, in right. the past we all do silly things when we're young but 20 years ago if I stood on a bar stool and danced and, and, and fell down you know flopped down and face down I mean <laughs> let's not go back my, yeah, my and way I, and yeah. I've moved on you know today I'm someone else I'm a professional why do you have to go and tell everybody about that I mean yeah. that's between you and me so I would tell them to stop Yeah. and if they don't stop if they want to get defensive and say oh you're being too sensitive lie. you're no fun anymore okay fine I'm no fun anymore. Right. Let's just part, uh, agree to part, and um, you know. Yeah, you, do, you 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 you've got to be um, sure who you want in your life, you know, to evaluate your friendships and all that. Right? If these people are bringing you down. Then why would why would you want to be with them? You know, a lot of times people confuse loyalty uh, yeah. and boundaries. The lines yeah. become crossed. Mm. I think that loyalty is loyalty, and boundaries boundaries. You can be loyal. Mm to people who are also loyal to you and who respect you Mm. and your boundaries and what you like and what you don't like. And if they can't do that on a continuous basis, why do you even want to have them in your life? Why do you have people in your life who are making you miserable, who are disrespecting you, who are causing you pain and discomfort and anger and all those negative emotions? No need. Just cull them. Right. <laughs> Call them. Now, in the, in, personally, in my case, in this past year of my life, oh, a lot of people I've called them, just push them to the periphery because, you know, if people are insensitive to you and your needs and, and what you like, they don't even know what mm-hmm. you like and you don't like and they're constantly picking on you or not there for you. Why are they even there in your life? Right. Mm. Okay, now here's another one again. A friend from work who's an inquisitive type regularly comes over to visit and sometimes stays overnight at my place. One day when I was out, she came over and grilled my mate, who's rather naive about my family members and their habits and movements. She then repeated what she had heard about my children to another friend at work. I feel she has not only betrayed me, she has shown a total lack of respect for my privacy and I'm really angry. What should I do? I don't want to jeopardize the work relationship. 
Well, really? <laughs> I'm just wondering why you're even asking what should you do? Mm. Enforce your boundaries. Yeah. Call her out for coffee and have this chat about her that what she did was not on. Mm. She disrespected your privacy, your boundaries. Um, she disrespected your children. She even disrespected your maid who yeah. is naive. And mm. by going in digging out all this information. So I think you should have a nice meal and tell her that what she did was wrong. She might get defensive and say, well, I'm not going to come to your house anymore then. Good. Okay, fine, good, don't <laughs> come. It's all right. Because what you've done is the ultimate betrayal. What's What happens in my home stays in my home. Right. And you should always be like that. You know what? We don't understand. I, I don't know about we, in, uh, well, well, universally or just Malaysian people. Okay. We don't understand the concept of confidentiality. We don't know how to seal our lips, so to speak. At work, one of the biggest issues that affects culture is gossip. You just, you know, you just kind of draw some conclusions which are usually wrong about someone. Mm -hmm. You see two people together, you know, having tea after work or drink after work three days in a row and you say, oh, you know, I think they're having an affair. Well, actually, one could just be talking to the other about, you know, his problems with work or problems with family or something like that. So, I mean, we, we should stop this. We should always look at what's the evidence frame for whatever you are surmising, your 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 conjecturing and all that, no? So always have that evidence frame. So I think you should call out this friend and tell her that or him that you didn't really appreciate that. Right. And then after that, if they don't want to be a friend, don't want to come to your house, it's okay lah. Right. But tell them, okay, fine, that's your stand. But we have to be prof- working professionally. So I hope that, you know, we can have at least that professional relationship. That person's never coming to my house yeah. again. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think not. Not even for a birthday party outside in a restaurant. So like, you know, I'm, these are the kind of people, okay, instantly I push to the periphery. I've got, you know, I've, I've caught these shadow and friends in the shadows, friends in the light. Friends in the light are those who really empower me. And, yeah. You, you uh, know, when we're talking about this, right, you know, when we talk about respect and respecting others, a lot of this is also, are you, is there self-respect? Correct. Right? So when you have self-respect, there's certain things, like you say, boundaries, which you will not allow to happen. You know, like what, 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 time uh, fool me once you know fool me twice and who's 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 to blame right so you i think that's the first of all if you respect yourself you wouldn't allow certain behaviors uh, of other people yeah right if you don't want to call i mean one would the, the nice thing would to call it out and have that conversation yeah. but if that's not received well so be it. So be it. Let the person go. You right. you can't go around life pleasing everybody and want every and wanting everybody to be a friend. Right. Now if, if this was a friend, they wouldn't be doing this. Mm. So you need to call them out and tell them these are my boundaries, this is not on. Mm. But okay, if they are very apologetic and say, you know, yeah. I'm just so sorry. Or know? I'm not aware. And there, and there's yeah. some people, there are some yeah. instances where people are not aware. Fine, right? Yeah, but how could you not be aware to go and decorate something out of someone's maid and then go and tell a friend at work <laughs> and you know this is personal and you know that's work and it's gonna impact right. you know, what people think about you and your family no, no. why why <laughs> the question is why even how can you not know what level what planet have you been living on that you're so blurred that you don't know that this is wrong right it goes back to value systems la, right. Right? Mm. okay here's the last case study I recently bought a vendor I brought in a vendor to provide services to my company the main consultant someone I know professionally from a previous job and it's a good track record in his field somehow my boss has got a notion that I'm close friends with the consultant and there's a conflict of interest bringing him into the job even 
even though he is competent. My boss has been talking about this with some of my peers, questioning my integrity. Is it wrong to recommend someone you know for a job if they're the best person in the job? I'm really upset about the asper- uh, aspirations cast on me as I operate with the highest integrity. I feel that boss does not respect my decisions and has shaken my confidence. What should I do? So, okay. Interesting. So, Frida, I mm. know you. Okay, mm. if someone needs someone to moderate an event or you know, be me. an MC, I would call you. Okay, and that's okay, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I don't work for that company and yeah. I'm recommending. Right? Right. But how come if I'm working for the company and I recommend you, then it's wrong? Hmm. Because if you're the best person th- for the job, surely I would want the best for my company. Hmm. So, I would say to this person that, um, you know, you, you, you got to go and you got to confront all these uh, aspersions that have been cast on your integrity that maybe uh, you are having some deal with mm. this person or you're calling, getting your friends on board to do work. If your friends are the best people for the job, why not? Right. I would recommend it to anybody that I work for mm. that this is the person that I know and she's the best. Mm. But then you make the decision. I bring in the person, you evaluate the person's credentials right. and let them do the job. And then at the end of the day, you decide if they are it. Mm. So my job is just to recommend, right? So I think that um, the boss does not respect the decision. You should go and have a chat with the boss. right? And if he doesn't want to receive it, and if he's going to make your life there miserable, then you got to ask yourself whether you want to be working with such a person. Mm. You want to be working under such a leader who's actually lacking in integrity that instead of coming to you and asking you directly and, and suggesting this to you, is uh, what is it? Asking other people, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and questioning their integrity. I think that also, in the first place, um, you should actually have a disclaimer. Yes, I've known this person from before. These are the credentials. This person is here. This person is there. Done this, done that. And I'm just recommending it. But mm. you'll make the decision because I don't want um, anyone to say that, you know, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm biased. Right. Okay, so you can do that as well. But in the event that you are the project leader and you have been given the man, uh, carte blanche to mm. hire whoever you want to do the job and you did it, then that should be pointed out as well. You know, so I think um, this is a decision that where um, you should confront the boss. And I think, I mean, you know, just just about rounding up, I want to say that many of us have no qualms sometimes about confronting a colleague at the same level or a subordinate. Yeah. All right. But we're always so scared to go and confront the the boss and call them out. Why? Because the boss is the power. And this is the answer I get in training. What is the reason that you're so scared to give feedback to your boss? Hmm. My bonus will be affected. Mm. I mean, seriously, is bonus everything in your life? Is that what you work for? Mm. Your bonus? Or are you working to fulfill a purpose? Are you working for satisfaction? Are you working because you need to make, you want to make a difference in that, you know, that mm. milieu that you function in or even a larger impact on the environment? These are the questions I constantly push at people in the trainings that I do. Right. Maybe sometimes that's why, uh, you know, boss is a bit scared <laughs> of me, but... <laughs> You need to t- if you give people a sense of purpose in their job, they're gonna do better, hmm. right? Rather hmm. than take that away from them. So this person, whoever you are, you need to ask this question: Do you still want to be in that environment where you've got a boss like that? First of all, confront your boss, see what he or she has to say, tell them that you know about your how integrity is very important to you. And then tell them to stop it. And if anything else to say, they have to come and ask you, not talk about it. Mm. And at the end of the day, if it's a no-go, you know, if, if he's not going to see a point of view and 
then think about where you want right. to go. So we've been talking about respecting others. So Sheila Singham from Human Equation. If they want to get hold of you, they can email you at... Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A, at human-equation.com. Of course. And of course, uh, we can bring that out as case studies as well uh, for next month. Of course, she appears with us the last Monday of every month. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.